three, two, one. Come on. doing is just me and Oren, no Colin, no structure, just off the top, off the dome. We talk about whatever we want, daylight savings, <laughs> wellness, children, Y'all said everything. this wasn't, they said the new format wasn't fun enough. And so we're going to take a full polar in the opposite direction. This is, this is going to be pure chaos. You know what I mean, it's, uh, we're going to be top 10 meals for stay at home dads. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We, it's good. There's who knows, who knows where we're going. It's, it's, uh, it could be left. Yeah. It could be right. Psycho science. We could bring you guys into uh, into orange of my text messages, which are just I think is sending stakes back and forth to each other today. <laughs> yeah, you know? I did. I did kick off. I had I had the pick in the group chat with where I'm holding seven organic ribeyes in my hand like a phone, and I was just like, "Hey, hold on, the ribeyes calling. <laughs> yes. Ribeyes calling, bro. You got the yeah, you got the organic grass fed. I do recognize the TJ's label. No, oh, you, you already know. Yeah, I mean, so for those who don't know, if you want an alpha alert. Hit the sirens, free game <laughs> is that Trader Joe's. If you're trying to get this organic meat game up, the Trader Joe's, that ribeye is $13.99. They're fire. Mm. They got sirloin in there for $7.99. All, I'm talking the organic section. And you know, I just pick it, you know, I'm picking, plus you got the wild Alaskan cod, wild Alaskan salmon. Uh, you know, if, if you're trying to uh, to be putting on those gains, but still hitting that on a budget, my brothers, then Trader Joe's should not be underestimated. He's got to stay out of the I, snacks aisle, you know. I so I went to uh, I went to Bristol Farms for my my my, my wagyu flex uh, flex flex. My, yeah, you know what I mean? For, yeah, for my, yeah. <laughs> for my wagyu, uh, what I get skirt today. But then it had me have a quick question. So quick, the alpha that I'm going to bring today is uh, that, and this is probably everyone knows this, maybe shows my ignorance, is that wagyu is just a uh, a breed of cow. Right. Kobe is obviously like a place in Japan. Right. But like, I wasn't sure like what Wagyu meant specifically. I thought it was maybe like the process in which the cow is raised, but it's because that's what American Wagyu is. Right. I'm not buying Japanese Wagyu. I'm not, I'm not balling like that right now. You know what I'm I mean? sorry. Yeah. 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 There's a plug. There's a dude on Twitter. Uh, you know what I mean? Who, who's just a Wagyu plug straight up. So uh, I, I believe it's like I, weed I, and Wagyu and that I appreciate. He's just running around. I, was gonna say, up I love the weed and yeah. Wagyu. Yeah. It's like all, it's all cannabis infused stuff too. Right. Like he's like, has, has, has like, yeah, but he's, but he'll have the plug like, every like three weeks. He'll have like the tweet and it's like, you know, got that, got the A1 straight from, you know I mean? Straight from Tokyo. Like what do y'all need? I'm like, yes. Sell meat in the DMs. You know what I mean? I like, love let's it. Go. Yeah. All the very modern, um, modern, modern world. But yeah, so obviously Oren and I are getting getting yoked off of, of protein from yeah, cows. You're getting 200 grams a day is, is extremely hard. And so while I would love to be eating the Wagyu cuts from Bristol Farms for every meal, since James only trying is trying to intake, you know, maybe like 100 grams of protein, whereas I got to go closer <laughs> to the 200. Yeah, we're trying to get economical with our organic meats, but at no point sacrificing the organic quality. You know what I mean? No seed oil. You already, no you already know what it oil. is. Well, here's the thing too, man, is like I, when I used to really try and get sort of that level, this is about to be a a fitness podcast really when he's trying to get to that right. level. kettlebell boys it is right. really <laughs> it is really really to your point dude almost impossible to hit i'm like 190 pounds 195 pounds so like if i'm trying to do a gram per pound i'm looking at 200 grams of, of protein which is like an obscene amount of protein in a day you know it's just like oh yeah, yeah that's is, what i've been trying to do i've been trying to do for weeks but you know so hack another another free game alert out there is the the airwan keto pizzas so the entire pizza is like, I'm sure it's like 
2,800 calories, but it's also 90 grams of protein in like one pizza. And, uh, and that's a, I'm just saying you can, you can put that down and you're just like, like halfway through the day. Oh yeah. Incredible. Uh, you know, I would love like, an like any airwalk down pizzas. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's keto. You're keto. So you're like, it's like something's not quite right here, but they have a, a way of, uh, of, of making it wonderful. But anyway, that's not the yeah, but it's almost, it's almost impossible. Cause I looked at it like when I was really hitting, trying to hit 200 a day. Now I'm trying to, trying to get back up there again. I was like, all right, I'm eating a ribeye. I'm eating like two like ancestral blend, like meat patties with like six or eight eggs. I'm have like a chicken, like on some sort of salad and I'm gonna have a protein shake. And I'm like, I still need to eat another steak to hit this goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yo, what it's are we crazy. Doing? People like, I'll like people, like when I go out to eat, I'll be with people and we'll eat something. And like, uh, and then everyone, everyone thinks it's like enough meat for me. And we got to change the topic soon. We're literally just talking about meat. <laughs> Huh, bro, I was yeah, giving these rare cuss. When you're out, bro, what are you ordering? You go, I'm saying T Bone. You know what I'm saying Kansas, Kansas City. Like, where, 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 where are we hitting? See, I recently, so recently, I've started doing ribeyes. I'm more of a like a a, a ribeye cap, which is like a real is like a real specific. The cap is like a real specific cut of ribeye, and that's gonna be like probably the nicest meat on a, on a, on a ribeye. Um, My mouth is watering, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's good yeah. stuff, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> For dinner, I had that steak. I had some broccoli and some sliced avocado. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what yeah, I mean? See, what you often realize is that is that to to be kings, we have to eat like kings. You know what I mean? And we have the, <laughs> and it's the king. It's the king mentality. The king mentality is steak and broccolini. You know, just, for sure. Just, and and to go with it, as a, someone who's always trying to be, I'm sun gazing. I'm always sun gazing. You know what I mean? And I want to. That's why I want to shout out to um to daylight savings today. You know what I mean? Because the sun just the yeah. sun staying out. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, I like it. No, no, no. Really, why daylight savings to me is what's a message from that for an entrepreneur is that daylight savings doesn't give a fuck what you think. Day, you know, daylight savings is just like I, I know you hate me. I know True. that I really bring no value into your life, and I just confuse you. But I'm here, and I'm showing I'm up, and I'm going to do this regardless. <laughs> and we, you know what I mean, and we're going to stay on message that there's no way that we're going away, no matter you outvote us. You know, I'm just saying. So that's the kind of tenacity that I feel like a sass. A young SaaS CEO really <laughs> needs to succeed in today's game. A hundred percent. I was out last night for a friend's birthday, and uh, and I was like, "How is it all of a sudden four forty-five in the morning?" As I'm whipping up my uh, my organic pasture-raised eggs and turkey bacon drunkenly for myself as my as my come home meal alone, and I was like, "How did it become four forty-five? And then I realized, "Yeah, let's see, man. It's these farmers." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everything, yeah. yeah, so look, just another uh, thing we can blame on the agricultural sector in America. That is, if you guys were looking for, to see if James uh, Camp wants you to short orange futures, uh, I'm saying short <laughs> any kind of farm related futures, that is a confirmed signal. <laughs> That's a confirmed short. That's it. On, this is uh, not the, financial the advice, markets. hypothetically. Yeah. Hypothetically. Well, I know you wrote a list down, but for the chaos. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll be, we're doing, just run through. Well, now that I, I want to go, look, if you're Jameson Camp, you know I mean, yeah. you're solid 190, eating, eating, you know what I'm saying, ribeye caps out. Sure. You walk into the you walk into the the equinox today. You know sure. what I'm saying? Well, what's what's the workout look like? So I normally run to the gym. That's like it's about 0. 0.7 mi- 0.75 miles. That's like my my sort of warm up. I realized like I want to get a little. I've been like trying to get like really cut in a way that it was only one point in my life a few years ago. And so then I'll do like an inclined walk on the treadmill for five minutes. So like I end up I would be like probably like a six minute jog followed by a five minute inclined walk. And then depends, push day, pull day, leg day, you know, it really depends on what I got going on. Finish it out with another five minute incline walk on the treadmill. And then it's really blessed. I almost hate to admit this because I know, Oren, you're going to fucking, you're, you know, this is part of my life probably. Can't I wait. sit in the sauna. I hit the sauna up oh, every yeah, day. Bro. You know <laughs> Yeah, like if, if there's no, there's nothing I miss more than than uh you know, that that daily sauna. In fact, it is you know, a game I, yeah. changer. Just like well, one of my neighbors got the sunlighting. 
Um, so Sunlight's like a sponsor of the pod is like a uh, like an in house um, uh, a sauna brand, but they got like in the garage. It's like I, I think that's the Megaflex. I, I'm super yeah. super ready for that. Um, there's it's not even that bad. I think they're like six racks. It's like not even crazy. No, it's not. It's really about having the space. And if you want to even go like a, a step down, um, I have a friend who has uh, just has the. It's like a like a fucking sleeping bag one. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's an infrared one. Made oh oh by yeah, we actually with the whole yeah. You know, I, mean, I just I just feel like actually getting in there and like getting that real sweat. Uh, yeah, and also I think there's something about it. I was thinking maybe we should swap the mentality. You shouldn't necessarily get the sunlight and sauna. I, I, we need a we need a. It's kind of like a men's journey where you know say or a women's journey or a group journey where you can say sure. hey we're gonna get we're seven or seven or eight people together and we're all gonna go chop birch or chestnut mm. or whatever it is for for our our one of our friends saunas and so we, I love we engage in the forest. We put it down the woods, we bring it in ourselves, you know, you put it inside of the framework and then we've created this, this thing together, you know, and it's with like, like the and truest you make like of a woods. sweat lodge sort of energy you get yeah, like yeah, a, exactly. and everyone just like sort of hallucinates because of how intensely hot it is. Have you ever done a sweat lodge? I have not. I have not. I think, I mean, I've done, I mean, in a different life, I've d- done lots of hallucinogens. So I can imagine what a sweat lodge is like. <laughs> not, not flex. Um, <laughs> not in many, many years. But no, no, um, I would definitely do one. I have had times in a, like in a sauna though, where I was like, I'm going to faint, you know, like I've definitely been in, in that, in that point of my life. I used to go to this place, not because of me. I had a friend whose father was a member that is called um, uh, New York athletic club. Uh, it's in central park South. And it's like a real old school, like gentlemen's like club. And I know I said gentlemen's club. I don't mean like a strip club. I mean, like, you know, like, sure. uh, we get <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like I used to go into the back because I didn't have a jacket. You're not allowed to go inside without a, without a blazer on. Um, and we would do, it was, it's, and it's beautiful view of central park. And we would do like this rotation from the sauna to the hot tub, to the pool, sauna, hot tub pool. And we'd go up on the roof and order bacon, cheeseburgers and beers and just like sit and, oh, yeah, you know, this, like, yeah, that, this is that real late nineties Goldman Sachs energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's <laughs> and, go. <laughs> dude, it is that energy. And when you're in the saunas there, it's the type of thing where it is very, uh, it feels like big business was done here. I mean, it feel, it gives you this energy of like, yeah, it's, this good, yeah, it's kind of like, like, like Russian bath energy. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you ever, have you ever, when you were living in New York, you ever go to the Russian bathhouse parties? They had, uh, had not like, I did not. I did go weird. to Happy Ending, but uh, I did not go to um, the, the Russian bathhouse. People parties. were taking those over, right? People were taking yeah. over the Russian bathhouse and throwing like like parties in there, right? Yeah. And I don't mean like weird. I mean it sounds kind of weird, but you get. My yeah, point. I mean, there's a lot weird. Yeah, you know, weird New York nightlife stories can go. All right, it, that's good. Good transition. Hard, hard, <laughs> hard left. You know, like L.A. party scene compared to the New York scene. I mean, what do you, what do y'all like? I, I know oh. you get some, uh, some, some, some swanky. Yeah, in, endeavors. I, yeah, I mean, like infinity I'll pools, you, that kind of thing. It, it's different. The LA party scene is weird. I'm an old man these days, man. So I don't really can't keep up with the LA party scene. It's much more house parties and stuff, right? But that's like just because everyone has houses, right? In New York, like, and you know, you 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 partook in that scene in New York at, at one point in your life. Me too. And like, we, we were talking about this the other day. Like, I would go hop like to four or five different places in a night. Like, I would go out and be like, I'm going to go to SL, then Avenue, then Peach, whatever. I mean, like, I'd go do four or five things a night. In LA, I feel like because it's all this urban sprawl. Like you make a decision. Like, this is where I'm going. This is yeah, this is exactly. what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm done. That's, that's the event tonight. If if you're lucky, you get a second thing in. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's right. It's completely different. Here. We'd have the same thing. It'd just be the list because not only is that, but it's like okay, we got to 4 a.m. Like plus. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for sure. It's the it's the last call thing. My friend it was one of my best friend's birthdays last night, and I looked over at her at like 4 a.m. and I was like, you know, I, who are these people? Because like 140 people in her house for real, right? Like, and uh, she had like a 20 person sit down dinner beforehand. So that was like nice and intimate. And I knew more people would come, but like, 
it's, it's becomes like house party vibes, right? Where people are just like showing up and it's just like, who are, there's nothing. I, I love people in my life that I care about. And I want to like show those people a good time. I have no interest in having a hundred strangers in my home at, 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 at any point at this point in my life. There's no, nothing would be fun about that to me. Is that something you and Marty do? You want to host a hundred people in your home? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about a hundred, you know, but we were always <laughs> did love to like do our, our version of it, but you know, it's just like, it was never the same kind of post COVID, but I know in LA, like, you know, we're, it, it's still back here, here. It's just, we've never turned into those people again, but uh, yeah. Well, once you hit that 4am, like I'm always like, I'd love to have the hosting, but like, I'm going to hit you with a hard cutoff where it's like, Hey, cool. We're running this party. We're running until one thirty, and it says that shit on the motherfucking invite and you're gone <laughs> at one. Yeah. yeah. Like your boy needs to introvert for here for an hour or two. Yeah. That was my, <laughs> my, so my crib growing up, my apartment, my mom's house was not like the party house. Like it wasn't where everyone had like, where I have 50 people, hundred people, but it was like the hangout house. There's always like five to 10 people kicking in my room, just like hanging out. And, um, and I would, the way I got everyone out of the house, because I realized that no one really wanted to leave and no one was good listening is I would just be like, everyone has to get the fuck out of my house. I would just like be as clear as day. Like everyone has to leave my home. No one's welcome in here in 10 minutes. And that's, I think that's the way you have to get people out of your home to your point. It has to be a sort of hard, fast way to get them to leave. That's the alpha alert. Alpha alert. If you're, <laughs> if you're trying to get people out of your house, you got to kick them out. Um, so, and if, so if anyone, uh, look, if you want to follow the Jameson camp career arc, I know a lot of people have been reaching out about that. They've been asked about that. How, <laughs> I, if you were wanted to get started in, you know, in New York nightclub promotion today, yeah. where, where would you recommend the kids, the kids begin? So I'll tell you what's really, all jokes aside, this is something I've thought about a lot because it is like, it's like and, psychosocial and dynamics and shit. It's great. Let's it's go. really complex, you know, cause it's like the type of thing where let's say you want to work at one Oak, which I don't even know if it's open anymore, but let's say you wanted to work at one Oak. What would you do? Call one Oak and say, Hey, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to get a job as a promoter. Uh, like, okay. hello, hello friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's my point. So it's like, there's no, like there's no traditional path into it. It's such an old boys club for, for luck. And I'd probably in the same thing with the, with the music side, right? Like how do you get booked at one of these places? Right. You just have to know someone and open up and like hang around that, enough. That's just funny. Someone, someone asked me that in New York. Like when I moved to New York, it was like, we were just in automatically. We were just like already like just in the mix, like day four, you know, or day one, well, you have to be in the mix, yeah, which, right? is, which was just funny. Like, but I don't even know how we did it. Like people ask me, they moved to New York be like, Hey, I, you just moved here, you know, X amount of months ago or a year ago. How do you know? How you? And it was just like, we were just like there immediately. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it's just got, got that like magnetic energy where all of a sudden well, you're in the whether right places, right it, Well, whether it was just organic for you or you sort of force your way in is like, my point is that like there, it is just really about being in like in the mix, right? Like it really is. It's not about like your resume. You know what I mean? It's not about, I mean, obviously if you want to work, like if you want to be a GM or something for sure. But um, so I grew up sort of like a sort of pseudo club kid. One of my best friends um, growing up, I met him in first grade. Uh, his dad was a very, very big nightlife photographer. It was like a Andy Warhol protege kind of guy. And sort of we were going to clubs when we were like 11 and 12. And it was like sort of weird. He had his, uh, 12th birthday party at the at tunnel club in the Kenny Sharp. Yeah, let's go. You know, like, Legends. like uh, some really nutty, nutty stuff, right? Stripper cages sitting on speakers and stuff. Anyway. And so I got sort of plugged into that scene and we were throwing, like, I was working doing teen nights. I always thought it was cool. So I started doing like teen nights to exit, which is now terminal five. We were talking about that like last night. And then, uh, you know, throwing parties, at this place called pizza bar. Cause I knew this dude, Dave Schlockett, he had pizza bar and pop burger, which are these like sort of club yeah, pop burger is a, restaurants. Is a, is a legend in his own right. Yeah. And so I just sort of fought my way in and, and, and I had this girlfriend in college named Alexis, who's such a cool chick. I like what an awesome human she is. And I love her, her husband. Now we're, we're all friends. And uh, she used to tell me she loved going to this place, gold bar. 
And I remember I couldn't, I, I had never been to Gold Bar and I wanted to get into Gold Bar. I tried to go one time and I couldn't get in and they were all buying tables and stuff. I didn't have, I didn't have the money for that. And they all did. And uh, when we broke up, I was like, I'm going to start, I'm going to get, I'm going to get into Gold Bar. This is going to be my thing. And so I used to like go and sort of like post up and there's this dude, like who's the homie, cool dude, Johnny Lennon, like who runs Gold Bar. And like, um, and I just like eventually somehow got into this scene, which was Gold Bar Sunday, Sunday fun day, which was their, like their, their industry party. And that sort of plugged me into stuff. And yeah, what would you do? Like, I remember looking on Craigslist, like trying to find club promoter jobs, but they're all like, oh, I'll give you $3 to bring people to this bar. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you just got to keep banging on doors. It Honestly, the easiest way is just to be a club kid and be in that seat, right? And then like start bringing people around. But it's an impossible world, dude. And uh, it's interesting that it was easier for you with music, you know, because for the, for the promoting. Well, I think, but that was the thing. We were just always out. It was like, there wasn't a single night where we weren't like, what are we doing? And then once you just find enough stuff, then I think that's kind of what it is. Like you start off, you're like, okay, 75% of these things are whack, but like the ones yeah. that are good, who do we, who do we meet there? You know? And then just yeah. like keep down the, you know, this was still, I think we also moved to New York, I guess when it was still like blog house era. And there was still like a lot of people who were like writing on the internet, like promoting their parties and stuff. And that was sure. a, uh, like kind of an easy route to do it. Whereas now I don't quite know what that scene looks like with like everything on Instagram. The, and whatnot. That was like you, like, well, so I was thinking about that the other day, like, I guess that era's probably like Nikki digital, like Cobra snake. Yeah, exactly. like you had these like sort of like photographers who no one would have any idea who they are. Actually I saw a Cobra snake didn't go to him. Someone's like, who's Cobra snake? And I was like, Cobra snake's like the OG. He was, like, yeah. He's a legend, bro. Yeah. He took, he took two of the best pictures of me in my life. So, you know, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for, I mean, for me, that was, I wasn't ever hanging out with Cobra snake, but I was like Kirill. Right. And like, that was when, and yeah, before Kirill, he became God. this like ridiculous caricature of himself, which yeah, Kirill, Kirill shot him. the photo on our, our single album cover. On, uh, oh really? Was, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, he, yeah. He was the man. He was the I time. love that man. He's out in LA now running a crazy house. Yeah. He, um, yeah he really, uh, he's, he's had a journey. Yeah, yeah, a real yeah, journey. Cool. Come on the pod. Let's go, yeah. I'll, dude. I'll text him. I'll try and get him on the on, on the pod. We'll do a deep dive into into party photography. Um, but no, I think that uh, yeah, that was like a different era. And I and I had a I had a, a brief moment like just the other day where I was thinking about Instagram, and then I uh, I like looked at my Instagram, and if you and if I go way back, like there are posts, right? Like there, I would post a flyer, but I was like the first like generation where like club owners, like, can you post this on your Instagram? It made no difference. I had at the time, you know what I mean? Like, and now I think about if you're a promoter today, you have to be all over it. Like social is probably such a huge, even if yeah, you're like, like not like Snap inviting shit, hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah. You got to yeah. be like cultivating this concept, right? Because even if you're doing image promoting where it's just like, you're just bringing girls to host a table, like, um, as opposed to like bring hundreds of people of, 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 of all different yeah, just types. To clear, just to clarify for the kids, look at that, that uh, nightclub alpha. So we have, so image promotion, you know I mean? yeah. going, okay, we'll cook. We, we, we happen to show up and there's 10 really good looking people versus the full numbers promotion, which is like, yeah, I'm gonna pack this place out with either anybody or the right, the right, the right. And the right. And so for that, it's like sort of about the right, you know, how do you get good filler, you know, sort of overall promoting with a couple image promoters to like mix it all up. Ironically, I think people like there's some of the more fillery guys I knew with the ones crushing it, making big, big, big money back in the day in New York, like, there was this dude, Troy Gordon, or all the Israeli kids I knew that were just like, cr- they were great at it. Um, What's the reason like, like, I remember the, the dude, uh, there was the dudes in Scottsdale, they were getting this. I remember the first dude who was like super hard on the texting. Like, if you meet him, he's getting your phone number and you're on his text list for the rest of your life. And he's going to get you three, four <laughs> nights a week. And he was the first one too. Like, even all the stuff that works in text message marketing now, where he'd be like, like, hey, brother, you know, and it's just like a default yeah, text. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It's just the, uh, like, and doing, like, hit you up on How your do birthday. You like, the whole it, open it up. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. 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 
And so he had like a girl like, running like the personal CRM and stuff. Like this person does this thing. That person comes out thing. This is a Tuesday person with like thousands and thousands of folks. It was legendary. Yeah. And I mean, if you crush that, you know, like I knew people that were doing, you know, we're, we're, do, we're working at like seven different clubs in a night, eight different clubs in a night. Right. And they had like teams in each place making thousands of dollars. And then the other guys were, you know, get, trying to get paid to bring 10 to 20 people and between, you know, 300 and $2,500 to do so. And it was just like the weirdest pipeline is the weirdest job on the planet. It really is, uh, you know, it, it opens up a whole lot of really interesting conversations about sort of like morals and ethics and sort of judging people. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, no, there's a, uh, you know, like everything, it has its, uh, its, its ups and its downs, but good, good to know that the LA party scene is, uh, is, is not, not quite by, by comparison, but also good to know we can, we have a set of skills with which we, we can, uh, we can fall back on be like, Hey, would you like a, <laughs> yeah, uh, that we saw, yeah. So if we if we were throwing the party, I mean, where would we be getting the groceries from in LA? You know what I mean? Like Air One Two is too too expensive, even though we want to have the function be popping. Yeah. You know what, what I mean, are our probably options? Going, to be honest, with you, I'm probably hitting Ralph's. You know what I mean? I'm probably yeah, hitting yeah. Ralph's. Okay, where? Yeah, it's <laughs> a little, little little Gouda salami. I'm saying that's in where you're. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I mean, the pre the pre cut ones in the, in the in the package. You know what I mean? Probably probably in a Ralph's. Yeah. All right. So we, can, can we can we stack rank uh, Ralph's, Gelson's, Bristol Farms? You know what I'm saying? Or are we? Uh, so I don't know about, so I only know, I've never been to a Gelson's. I know about Gelson's. I've only been to a Gelson's. Ralph's to me is like a, it's like an associated in New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 so yeah. We got that Vons energy, bro. Really. Like, no, I'm like, these kids, yo, if you're, you're coming to LA right now, this is the kind of level alpha you need. We're, we're telling you where to shop. You mean, you, you should, you get, you got to go to Air One. You can only get the things you're going to Air One to get. You shouldn't just be getting yeah, unless you're, like you're casuals. Just yeah, loaded. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Air One yeah. is just the crazy. But you, you have know. to hit Bristol Farms because otherwise you're just not getting those high quality cuts of meat. You know what I'm saying? Those that's, that's, just don't yeah, taste the dude, same. When right? I get my my pre my my gro- only grocery store, like I have a Bristol Farms and a Ralph's next to me, both of them across the street. I don't like. I won't go buy my. I won't eat Ralph's grocery store sushi, but I'll eat Bristol Farms grocery store sushi. On the regular, yeah. Oh, you yeah. I mean? No, no, no problem. Like, yeah. Check, check match. <laughs> we, 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 we there. I mean, yeah. all right. Well, uh, what, 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 what else on the list we got? What else? What else uh, yeah, we, you look. Yeah, we just. Yeah, we, you could. Uh, you could. You could hit with you. We could do the tour guide of uh, of LA right now. I mean, what's your, where, where, where are you hitting for the coffee spot, brother? You know, so what's the it gym? Well, uh, where, right, where, where's so, the crew going for dinner? Where are the TikTokers at? So I don't. So I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sorry. There's a lot of questions that want to. But I, I can tell you. Uh, the, you're gonna hate on me for half of this stuff, right? My coffee is K cups. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big curious kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know people hit like Alfred's and stuff like that. And that's yeah, like yeah, a, no, no. Al- Alfred's, Alfred's is for the fucking Tom Hardy fucking crowd, bro. Alfred's for our, our fucking <laughs> Christian OJ fam. So yeah, this is this is a, this is a do or die Maru support pod without any. Okay, questions. okay, yeah. Uh, you, I know, I know you're into like the artisanal. You know, what I mean, you're you're looking for that slow pour. You're looking for things that look like contraptions made by Leonardo da Vinci when you make your coffee. <laughs> yeah, you know, like possible. <laughs> I was like, like uh, sketch, how, how right? long would you have to study to? To, be, to become this barista. Yeah. <laughs> was there yeah, a course involved like for some sort of certification? Have, exactly. Did you, did you go to the master level of Japan? Or is that? Yeah, a, I'm, uh, sure there's a, I'm sure there's like a sommelier for coffee, right? I'm sure there's like a master psalm level for, 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 for coffee. There's got to be. BDA, you know? That's what um, I said. Is that, uh, is that, is that what they're calling it? Um, <laughs> that's what they're calling it. Yeah. Uh, right. Food wise, that, where am I eating? I'm, where am I eating? I don't know. Dude. Yeah, I mean, Wagyu skirt uh, steak, obviously. Yeah. I cook a lot of, I cook a lot at home. Maybe ordering some sugar fish sometimes. Yeah, I'm just um, I love some sugar fish. If you're going out, I'm a big fan of like Petit Trois. It's a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, a great, great restaurant. Be loving that. Uh, there's no real Cipriani's here, but there's a Mr. C Hotel with a restaurant downstairs. They just renamed some of the things, but it is just Cipriani's. Um, you know, Wally's, Il Pestaio, you know, just the classics. Actually, word on the street is I'm going to say, luckily no one listens to this pod. And anyone who's listened to this one specifically will have already turned off. But word on the street for all the New York kids who love New York, 
in our in uh, or in LA. And if you're a very specific European energy and you miss San Ambrose, apparently there's a San Ambrose opening up on uh, on Cannon in Beverly Hills. And that's going to be a big thing, you know. So. You, you heard it here first because we are breaking breaking <laughs> LA intel. Alpha right. alert. So I think we, we should hard pivot, you know, uh, hard pivot from pure uh, LA tourism to to sure. to the alpha. You know, do want to? Can we can we get the kids the breakdown? And we talk about ETFs all the time. Sure. You know I mean, can you tell? Yeah. You know, what is an ETF? Why do we care? An ETF is, and I wish this was a James Explains one, because this would be one. I, I, I got to go into that coming later. You're good. Uh, ETF uh, is an exchange traded fund. So uh, ETFs are basically baskets of equities, baskets of stocks, groups of stocks that have, are put together to be a fund. Um, and normally, so what does that mean? Put together to be a fund. So you, well, this without getting into a really longer, complex thing that I'm sure I'll botch about what are creation units and sort of like how and redemption units and like how actual ETFs truly function differently than like you owning you own up slices of these companies, right? But like how that actually works is a much more complex thing because you have to you create creation units when someone buys a share of an ETF um, because it has to track the index. An ETF normally tracks an index. An index being again a list of stocks. Um, and so you've actively managed and uh, act passively managed ETFs. Actively managed ETFs means there's actually someone making the trades and making the decisions for them. And then the other ones like the S&P 500, I believe, um, it's just market cap weighted. So i.e. this basket of stocks, um, and I believe that's, you know, uh, MJ, the cannabis, big cannabis one is, 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 is also market cap weighted, i.e. what that means is Depending on what the largest stocks are, let's say that it's uh, the S&P 500 is the 500 largest uh, companies in the United States, right? So as those market caps change, uh, the allocation, uh, the holdings of the assets will change inside that fund. Um, predicated on it on their market cap, i.e., on the size of the companies inside of it, and that's sort an interesting of concept to like thing, know, you know and be aware of. Because if you are, because if there's a thesis to one of these, and say, hey, we invest in the 20 largest whatever or the blank, sure. you know, fastest volume, like uh, it's just good to understand that's a framework with which under these things operate. Uh, yeah, and it's not and, that they're all equal, right? And I'm saying so, like the S P is like 40 percent, like like fucking Apple. You know what I mean? Like sure. it's yeah. you know, and, and, and I think that's sometimes they may have a thesis confused. for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so that's uh, so. Big, so, what does this matter to people in their in their lives? So, there's option one: you can actually invest in them if they're you know on, on the public market. And then, if you are, if you wanted to, why would someone start one? Or you know, I'm sure we'll bring on some experts about this at some point. But like, why would you yeah. actually start your own ETF? Or what would be a concept which to do that? Let's let's give the kids some alpha. So we could definitely do like a, a deep dive into one of these one day because I really tried to launch an ETF at one point, and I actually had a, a contract that I turned down. Dollar sign James. With, no, actually, get ready for this one. It was uh, dollar sign YOLO. It was a cannabis oh, ETF. It's, it's and, I, and I had the uh, an offer to partner and uh, basically it was, it was dollar sign YOLO. It's a it's a Taiga ETF. I was gonna be like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's it's advisor <laughs> shares. It's all cannabis advisor shares. Of course, it's all weed based. They've actually done pretty poorly, I think. Um, that gets that gets <laughs> really complicated <laughs> because. Um, because we want to take what is called BIPs on the AUM. So BIPs are basis points. And so a basis point, one BIP is one one hundredth of, of, of 1%. So if, you've, if you take 100 basis points, if a, if, a, if a fund's fee is 100 BIPs, 100 basis points, that means that it's 1% of, of, uh, 
uh, of your invest, what you invested, they take 1% to manage it. And so we wanted to take basis points on that because we thought we could drive more investors into it. Problem with that is like, we are not licensed to take carry to take, to we had to be an investment bank essentially, right? To, 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 to take a percentage of, 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 of securities that you sold. Um, and so that becomes really complex. Marketing ET, ETS is really weird because you have to get them approved very far ahead of time. Anyway. Yeah, that's what kind of turns those people off from these these vehicles or even from doing things that are like going on the OTC, you're going on smaller stock exchanges. You go, I have to do what? I have to be aware. It's really just another business hurdle. It's just another like prepare the paperwork, pay some exorbitant amount of money, like hit this checklist, like, and you can get it done like anything else. I think it's just for some reason more daunting to people because it's like a bank or a stock it exchange. Seems you know? yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I'll tell you right now. So everyone, I've done a lot of this shit and I think that everyone thinks that like I'm super connected, but the truth is, man, it's like, you, there are ETF white labelers. To your point, you want to launch an ETF? It's totally possible, right? Like literally just Google white label ETF. You'll find ETF architect. You'll find these firms that basically say like, yeah, like we have the compliance, the legal, we have all this stuff, right? To do this. If you want to put together the, your index, your, your, your basket of equities, your, right? Like your, whatever, your list of stocks that you think should be in your, in this ETF, and you want to pay them enough money, they'll put that ETF together for you, right? And and and, well, and, and it's another one. So then, what is your advantage then? If you go say, "Hey, cool, I want to go. I'm going to get one of these services. Do this together. I have this unique idea of this these stocks that I want to bundle together and how I want to evaluate the, how you evaluate them or allocate funds to them. What what would you then need to make that a success? On top of that, I'm assuming having an audience and being able to gather that part of it is going to be a portion that that firm doesn't cover. But what else? Yeah. So, I mean, trying so basically getting people to, I mean, hypothetically, you want to have these thematic ETFs, these ones that follow these specific ideas, like something unique, something clever. Why am I doing this? Right. Like, um, you know, I, yeah. I and first think, we'll look and we can look at what's the, I forget what they actually are, but there's one that's focused on, on like the psychedelics market. There's obviously a bunch of focus on cannabis. There's one that's not emerging tech, right? There's a number of any angle you could get. You could be like, yeah, I want to curate, you know, any public companies in the gym space or the wellness space. Yeah. I want to go, you know, Gen Z or millennial focused DTC. Or like there's a million concepts you can do, but then like, once you have your cool concept, you find your white label or figure out how to do it yourself. What, what would make it successful or not? Obviously, you know, the actual so success of the companies AUM. within it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you just want AUM. So assets under management. Right. And so, What's interesting is that I think what the, what we've really run into here, and this is a whole nother pod, and I'm not I'm not a real real expert in this, but I can to, to people that don't know, I'll sound like I know what I'm talking about. But someone who really knows this stuff will be like, oh, this guy's just talking out of his ass. But there's been a real race to the bottom with management fees, you know, recently, right? So like it used to be that you know people were taking two, three, four percent, right, to manage money on these funds, yeah. and now it's like. BlackRock and and Vanguard, they're all racing to the bottom to have the lowest management fees ever. So like when I invest in the S&P, everyone thinks about SPY, I think, is the main ETF that tracks the S&P 500. And so, um, and the way that works is there's an index that is the S&P 500, just to be clear, so everyone knows. And then that the S&P 500 licenses that data to SPY to, and they pay a licensing fee to track that index. And use that. And so the one I use is VOO, which also tracks the S&P 500. It just has a lower management fee and it's Vanguard's one. And it's literally the exact same index of, of stocks, the exact same basket of equities as SPY, just with a lower management fee. When I say lower, I mean- and, and this, is, this is a good time to, to announce that when we, as we do the Builders Build Fund, that we're gonna, it's going to be zero carry. Yeah, yeah. So anyone yeah. that wants to get in there, we're not hitting you with any fees. You are just investing None with the it. game. That's all. Just, just the, yeah. So if we look here, if, but here's the thing to your point. So to be real with you, it probably costs quarter million, half a million dollars a year and just in legal compliance to like really run a fund. So like if you have, yeah, I'm looking at like this, this bankrate.com article, like seven popular thematic ETFs, right? Like if we just look at like, let's look at ARC. I think a lot of people invest in ARC, right? Like, yeah, uh, I want to do a quick, a quick what's ARC? 
So ARC is Kathy Woods has like a, an, it's the ARC, well, the ARC Innovation ETF is like basically all these tech companies that Kathy Woods thinks are going to change the future. Um, and it's like very heavily into Tesla. I happen to be, happen to have bought the top of ARC. I think I'm down 48% on my, like I'm not, not even exaggerating. Um, but it's like things like Tesla and green energy and, 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 and chip manufacturers and just like the future stuff. Um, but like ARCs, you know, if I look at right now, ARCs, expense ratio, their, their, their fees are, are 0.75%. Now, luckily they've got $21 billion under management, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, that's so, like a couple hundred K they, they're good. You know, they're doing fine. But here's the thing is if you launched an ETF and you only got $10 million put into it. Right. And so this is why it starts being yeah. interesting to think about like, how do you make sure that institutional capital is investing? Because at that, if you had $10 million go into it um, and let's say you had a point, you were taking 74 bips, right? So 0.74% means you're pulling in $74,000 a year in management fees. It wouldn't even cover your, your legal costs, right? So like, it's just not, it's just not like, in a, they're not so hard to spin up, I think, if you have the structure to do it. And that's why you see these like big firms just like go boom, boom, boom and make new ones all the time. But the trick is really just getting them to be big enough to get enough AUM assets under management uh, that your fees can cover all your costs. Um, and so we're in this race to the bottom. I think that, I think VOO might be like, point, let's see, 0.1% or something. It's VOO uh, management fee. Let's see, which, da, 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 or does VOO have a management fee? That's an even better question for it. Yeah, 0.04%. You know, so like, yeah. which is, is, is nothing, right? So, and I think probably for something like Vanguard, and don't get me wrong, I bet VOO has like, I don't know, I, I, you know, $500 billion in it or something. I'm sure they do fine off it, but I bet it's a loss leader for Vanguard. I bet it's a way to sort of like help keep their clients happy and keep them around. So they're not going to BlackRock. You know what I mean? They're not going to act, you know, advisor shares. Or so anyway, that's a, that's a nice little, but that's the dive. I mean, look, yeah, we're just, uh, we're, we got to continue to just provide different alpha, different directions wherever we can go. You know, pivot, pivot on from that. I know that, uh, look, you, you, you've been, you know, you, you've been dropping some of your own unique little, little business things here, selling businesses, you know, launching courses. How's the, uh, how, how's the James camp entrepreneurial experience rolling? What, what, what's the ups and downs? The ups and downs are figuring out like sort of where I want to really dive the rest of my time into soon. You know, like we're doing another cohort, for for my site flipping course, and I think that we sold it out like six days early. That's going to be sick. I'm really pumped to start yeah, that. Yeah, so. and you put a lot of work into that offer too, right? And just in particular, yeah. like pivoting that. And is that any uh, any tips or tricks for the uh, for, for the youngins? Or? Dude, on Hormozy, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pur- that that put the purple book changed everything, brother. The purple book changed everything. I mean, I really got to give credit to 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 the dudes I work with that really helped me restructure that, and that's really on them more than me. But candidly, like, I I mean, that really is just. That Hermosi book is so good, man. And it really is so much of it's obvious, I think, for, for, for many of us. But like, it's important to be reminded of it. And the nuggets that are not obvious are like astronomical, right? I mean, you, you read it recently, right, as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm literally reading it as, uh, as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not, not, yeah, not like it right here, but like, it, is the, it is the book on, on the nightstand. Yeah, but I did want, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a, which so, is it's funny. Like when my wife walks in at night and I'm reading like hundred million dollar, like an oversized like paperback, oh, it's hundred million lot, offers, and, she, and she's just like, "Where did? How did we get here in life?" I'm like, "Just be quiet. It's internet money." Yeah, I'm yeah. learning. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. This Remember when I talked to you about Russell Brunson? You didn't want to hear about it again? Okay, it's like that. This is, yeah. this is the newest iteration. No, there's another book I'm, I have been putting off finishing for like three months. I, I read like three quarters of it in the fall, and I just stopped reading it. I want to finish it, and it's um. It's called How to Get Rich. 
it is not at all like really a book. It's not like a hundred million dollar offers book. It's not like that. It's, it's uh, written by this guy. It's sort of tongue in cheek. It's written by this, uh, by the guy who founded Maxim magazine and he sold it for a couple hundred million dollars. And so anyway, but it's really just like his musings and stories of his life. He's a fantastic writer, but again, another book that when I take out, like I'm yeah, like, where is to let, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like someone's like, what are you reading? Um, well, <laughs> reading a book, the gun, CJ Travers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what am sure. I going to, yeah, how to get rich and then a hundred million dollar offers. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of self-help stuff. Uh, yeah, when all else fails, reading Tolstoy, brother. You know. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. War and peace. You know, it's very uh, Tolstoy's uh, war and peace, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, that? exactly. Yeah. yeah, but so then you said I think you were getting to uh, you were trying to find. Hey, well, where where's the, the focus for the time? That's that's the main challenge. Yeah, dude. Where's the focus for the time? I you know I think for me, it's I love I like telling the info stuff. Um, the you know the cohort's cool, but like I think I like the problem with it is it's more of like a it's it's fun to sell your sawdust but it's also like not building something, right? Didn't mean, and like, I think, you know, builders build, right? Like we're all these guys that just want to make things. And so as, as much as I like doing it, I'm going to continue to do it. And I see some opportunity there. Uh, I want to build something. So it's like, maybe it's a software company. You know, I think that I've realized, you know, we just sold this hearing aid brand and uh, I'm not sure, by the way, just so everyone knows it, uh, DTC is not a great cash grab, right? Like if you want to make, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, in, case, like, yeah, in case you happen to think that. Uh, yeah. Cause I think that's sort of the image that people perceive, right. Is that like, is like, you know, running a small DTC brand is like, just like, that's how you get the Lambo and stuff. And it's just like, it's not a super, uh, you know, it's at scale. Yeah, I think you can get these giant exits, but I don't think it's like the type of business that in general. So anyway, I'm not sure I want to sell physical products much anymore. Um, and probably info and software, man. Just keep it digital. Keep the, it in the metaverse. The, you know? the software one's interesting. I I have the uh, I bought a a plugin. I bought from uh, what's it called? Clipping Magic. It's just a it's just a um, it's like four bucks a month or something. And you can auto it auto crops like JPEGs to pings, like chops the white background yeah. and stuff yeah, and, yeah. You know, all day. And so I've been uh, uh, so I bought the old plugin. But it's funny. I, I forgot my password. I go to log in and I and they I, and the forgot password actually breaks down in the footer and it goes like P.S. Have you checked out all of our websites? And they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of these just like mini apps. And one of them is like the weather anywhere on earth, you know, the one's like, uh, it's like, it's like Java libraries. It's a, it's sure. a AR web, it's an AR web app showing the sun's position. It's advanced image optimization. It's cleaning up noise. It's like, they just have like 10, like these are all simple, simple, simple apps. But then now that you can they're like cross, they're cross promoting them, like in the customer service email. And I think that's interesting too, is like, there is that idea like, Hey, if you build software, it's like build a lot of software combined with a few people to have software. And then you have this little like software cohorts. Uh, I think it's an interesting concept. Hundred percent. You've been involved in some roll-up stuff, right? And in, 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 in a couple yeah. different industries, right? So it's like it's easy. I think it's easy for someone like you to look at this kind of stuff and sort of see how that clicks and makes sense. And I think that there's like sometimes we take this understanding for granted, right? And because I'd be all the way, I'm blown away. People are like, wait, you can do that, or wait, that makes sense, or like that if you buy these two things and put them together, one plus one equals three. But I think there's like a ton of opportunity, and I I sort of preach this all the time, and you know it with the back of your hand. But like for people to like do their own little. You don't have to be 
Elk Hatterton buying, you know, or LVMH buying up Dior and Chanel, right? You don't have to be that yeah, level. Yeah, of, yeah you, you can know? do this far. Yeah. Yeah. So, you could buy four SaaS. And, and right? that was actually something I was, I was thinking of from an investor perspective too, because uh, you, like we joked or alluded to it earlier, but I think we are preparing to roll out the, the builders build investments. Um, and uh, I don't know, and I'm just looking at, like, I'd like to invest in another kind of five or 10 companies here in the, in this next couple of months. And, and I was thinking, I was like, all right, I'm going to, what's the right way to go about that? Like, typically I'm just like doing flow of people that, that come to me when I'm looking to invest in something. But then I was like, what if it was a bigger approach? What if it was like, Hey, maybe we shotgun it out on, on Twitter and LinkedIn or whatever and go like, Hey, submit all the investments. Because then if you get, if you're starting a big pool of potential investments, then you can actually cherry pick things that could work together. They could say, all right, hey, I'm actually invested in these five. And, and just from the start, I, myself as an investor, or if you're asking for a you know, board membership, whatever, you could uh, begin aligning connections just from within your existing kind of angel portfolio. I thought that was an interesting concept. Or even next level is you go, hey, I actually want to invest in like really in smaller businesses that are tied together. And then in the name of, hey, I have a stake in all of these, and then I'd like to have some larger money behind it to potentially execute a roll-up, right? And say, totally. these four businesses can work together. We should share resources. Let's do this at whatever this stage is. And having that mentality as an investor to say, hey, I'm not just putting my money in this thing and firing and forgetting. I'm immediately connecting dots that are going to provide additional value and it's treating it like a portfolio or saying, hey, I, investment is just step one towards you know building your own kind of uh, you know, in own roll-up down the line. I think that's just a the thing about a lot is an interesting way for if you are kind of investing in companies or new to that. I think a lot of people have been introduced to angel investing here in the last couple of years that, uh, that, you know, there, there's some bigger visions you can put out there as well. Definitely. And I think what's interesting is that this is sort of goes along with a lot of the thesis that, I, that I've seen sort of going around recently about like democratizing stuff. Right. Cause I think in general, we think about like mega VCs, right. And a lot of mega VCs, like the celebrity ones, it's like, or, let's, or even let's just make it more simple. Let's talk about shark tank, right? Like, like, some of those Shark Tank investments, I think their dollar is worth more than the dollar because you get when you get Kevin O'Leary or Mark Cuban to give you a million dollars and you get to be on national television, right? Like it's just worth so much more. And so I think what's really interesting is that you can take that to a super tiny level as well. And you can say like, okay, you know, and you don't have to have 10 million followers. You can have, you know, 800 followers. You can have 300, whatever it is, right? But people trust, you know, let, let's say I have 300 followers are all about SaaS. You know what I mean? Like, can, can I put some pieces together for people through my network, right? And then more importantly, like, is there an opportunity for my dollar to be worth more than a dollar? Because the moment that I invest in you, right? Like it just, my audience sees that as well, you know? Um, and I think you can do it on the micro scale is my point, as opposed to just the macro. And I think that a lot yeah, of people don't, don't, don't see that. And I think that's exciting opportunity for, for everyone there, you know? Yeah, I mean, just look. It's just this just this game over game, you know. Or this, you want to you want to consider you want to get your own white label ETF going. You're looking to get the, an aggressive investment thesis. You know, uh, you, you want to have some of the finest meats in the LA area. Is you know, there's a lot of it going on. Yeah, For um, sure. I, I do want to throw out a plug outside. that uh, that you know, Colin. Uh, he said he's too cor- he, was, he was too corporate for the for this pod. He, he was just like, yeah, there's no man. way that with my responsibilities, he'd be able to execute it. But he is speaking at South by Southwest tomorrow, and not like the little boys South by Southwest, but the uh, the big the big kids South by Southwest. So it's it's Colin and the CEO of Weed Maps uh, speaking about technology and cannabis. You know, what I mean, on, on the big stage. So that's a uh, an, an exciting twist, and we're we're excited to see our brother. Thrive out there as he as he train he as he walks onto the stage still a boy and then he merges right. a man into a man yeah. you know what I mean? or whatever he wants to merge into yeah, wherever you know he wants I mean? to go honestly yeah <laughs> wherever he wants us to go you know you know what I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. he, he, stepped, he stepped up there as a boss and he stepped down an executive you know that's uh, <laughs> yeah that's uh, that kind of honey p dude honey p I'm excited for that I was I wish I was I mean I'm I'm uh in like 
eight hours. I'm I'm flying to Montreal. I wish I was I wish I was flying to Austin. Too. I was gonna say I wish I was I was doing, I was doing the Canadian tour with you, brother. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I am headed down to Austin uh, to, to 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 support my brother. You know where where James can't. And uh, <laughs> yeah. where are you? Where are you? When are you going? Are you going down tomorrow too? Oh yeah, I'm going Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Cool man. And, uh, we come you're, Tuesday, you're Wednesday, Austin fan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I lived there for years. I got to visit my guns. You know, they're still out there. Got to visit um, my guns. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen them. Haven't seen them in years. Not a big awesome. Like Food in Austin is incredible. Nightlife in Austin is incredible. You know, it's fun to to be. Is yeah, South by crazy? Do. Yeah, for sure. And it's fun to go to too. If you actually get to go there and like have a pass and like do the things, like it's a it's fun. It's crazy. And a lot of people, a lot of locals, make a lot of money during that time. Like I know people sure. who basically would be like Lilo, 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 make sixty k during South by Southwest do nothing the rest of the year you know sure. like there's a lot yeah. of that happening in austin which i think has been hard the last two years but uh it's, it's, not, it's, it's not fun a pretty all the time big city right it's a small city in general yeah, it's right? small like, city, but it's just yeah. it's just bumping like you can go out at like from like 7 p.m to 2 a.m every single night of the week there's like 40 things to do and full of people that are like super nice and exciting and like want to talk to you and be your friend to meet you and it's like there's no other place i've been to that's that like combination of like southern hospitality and like things to do and just as accessible like that with amazing kind of food and drink and whatnot. So yeah, not a big fan. And plus we have uh, one of my a business I'm a part owner in is a opening our a second office for South by Southwest with this VC company out there called Capital Factory. They're opening this center for autonomous robotics that, that cool. uh, the team there has been working on for like three or four years. This is a, like a, a product development agency that uh, I helped, helped start back in the day and then exited to go work, work in cannabis. But it's just funny seeing how much of that, like this real technology work is happening in Austin too. Cause not only do you have obviously Amazon and Facebook and Tesla and all these folks that are, that are out there, but uh, now the, the army defense innovation unit came four or five years back. And then you have this, oh. so you have this entire infrastructure of, of computer science and automation, autonomy and stuff that, that's happened out there as well. So it's actually a really, uh, yeah. Not I, what I, I would have expected, it. man. Not, not about California. Austin, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we get that mixture of like liberal and southern and all the all you know it's really uh it's an interesting austin's the capital right yeah austin's the capital yeah, yeah. so that's one thing i found really interesting about austin and i remember when i was there in the fall um was like what i liked a lot is i'm i'm pretty i don't ever really want to take this pod political ever so this is the only thing i say is i'm pretty moderate and what i liked about austin was i felt like i felt like i was in a blue city in a red state right and so uh, I, I felt like a lot of like these sort of social, th- I mean, it wasn't a blue state in a red state, right? But I'm just saying, I felt like a lot of sort of the like issues, it felt like people aligned with me the way I felt about things in general, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, felt pretty socially liberal, right? But it was like pretty, you know, physically conservative, you know what I mean? It's Texas, you know? Yeah. Um, so no, that was good, like a uh, kind of cool thing. It's a good place to be, though. The whole also is like, is the weather and the general pace and things like that. You know, I mean, California is still for, for winters. But sure. uh, yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know if we have any other any other alpha left to give, but you know, we, I don't uh, know. That was a fun. That was a fun like forty or something. Right? I think that was a tight. You know, like yeah. Oh, I do have a. I do have a James explains. This is gonna be a one on one. James explains. Uh, James explains a Ponzo illusion. <laughs> Ponzo illusion. So Ponzo is like a Japanese fish, and when. <laughs> And a Ponzo illusion is actually when you're, so sleep paralysis is when your brain turns off its ability for, for muscle movement. And your brain does that um, when you dream on purpose. So you don't like jump around and jump, you know, jump out of bed and stuff. So a Ponzo illusion is actually a dream where you're in sleep paralysis and you see a Ponzo fish in, in, in your yeah, dreams yeah, and you go. can't leave. So that's yeah. a Ponzo illusion. I have no clue. What's a Ponzo ten, illusion? Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that's 10 out of 10 for so like all James explains. Uh, I had to bring that back for, for mom's shout out. You know what I'm saying? Good, shout, good, shout good. Mrs. Camp, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, 
Yeah, the Pongo Illusion is when it's like one of those visuals where uh, you see two things that are technically the same size, but because of the way they're presented on the paper, they're not the same size. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. I love I love a good Pongo Illusion, dude. I, I do. Now I know now now I know what they're called. There uh, we go. Right, but yeah, other than that, you know, uh, you know, floor check. Honestly, oh yeah, and FCs are popping. I bought a piece of a Lamborghini. <laughs> you know, that's where we're. Dude, uh, do you, uh, we'll say really quickly. You that 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 NFT you got is like probably the only or did Kong get it? You got it, right? You got I it. I got it, yeah. Kong, yeah. Um it's like probably the most real art I've seen in any NFT like in Yeah, and for for those who I got a dollar sign car from uh Schlomes, uh which is yeah he, he's a guy who, like they blew up a Lamborghini and they sold all the eight hundred pieces or whatever that they, they came out of it as individual NFTs and they had them like 3D rendered and whatever or you know 3D scanned and revolving and whatnot with some high production video and stuff. But yeah, that dude's making like actual art and it's uh well, I'm saying the video, like that of video, I could like and and you know, my my you know I, I grew up in, in in like my mom wrote and edited audio tours for a living. And so like I was very sort of always sort of near art scenes and stuff like that. And so audio tours for for like galleries and museums and stuff. Um and so like that was like a big part of and as much as I fought it, I mean, shout out to my mom who like I think eventually gave up because trying to get an 11 year old boy to go to like to museums all the time was just not my interest at the time, you know, and I think it's kind of frustrating, but it's anyway, do Muay Thai mom. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just strong. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Maybe more <laughs> like 12 or 13 that we've got introduced. <laughs> um, but anyway, my point is uh, like I, when I, when I watched that video, I was like, Oh, I could a hundred, like there's without question, I've been playing galleries in New York. Right. I can imagine this, video playing in a gallery right in new york whereas it's like it, a lot of the like generative pfp stuff that i've seen like has felt like yeah i could see it in a gallery in the same way when i this is gonna sound bad but you know like graffiti for example some great graffiti is like gallery level art and then sometimes you see these people that create really just like mediocre quality graffiti and they think it should be in galleries and i'm not sort of like saying that they're not good artists i'm just saying like i can tell when i go to like a graffiti focused gallery show like oh this is just like mediocre stuff and that's and, I, and that's how i feel about if i saw a lot of the generative like pfp stuff that like yes it could be in a gallery but it'd be this like forced thing where people are there just to support their friends as opposed to like an actual art crowd being like wow this is really cool this is thought-provoking this is interesting and that's what i felt that video was like and so then it was sort of was interesting to me because it was felt like some it was created by a real artist <laughs> that's yeah the uh you know looking we will be checking the floor uh, hopefully we we fare better than the fidenza you know and then we'll see where uh we'll see where we go all right well listen all right. i guess uh next time we'll, we'll all be back we'll all be back in california that's it stay rich money twitter stay rich, money, stay rich. <laughs>